Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? How are you? Oh, that's good. That's nice and loud. I don't mean to be preoccupied with smells. I think a lot of the times in these episodes, I bring up how people smell. And because it's a thing in my Jackie and I are both like, we, we try to be Stinky pleasant Italians. smelling. No, yeah. you don't try to be pleasant smelling. I am very pleasant smelling. I'm covered in, in many liniments and, and fine creams. All over yeah. powders and creams and sprays. Um, but imagining the inside of Billy Myers, like arm flap, yeah. like what that smells like in that weird Swedish household where the European standards are uh, washing right. each other. Yes. All right. Welcome to the last podcast <laughs> on the left. Everyone, I am Ben Kissel. That's Marcus Parks. Henry, uh, you, you are way up in aliens ass right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm lost. Yes. I am very much so lost. Today, we're discussing the case of Billy Meyer yes. and his con his, his many years of contact with the Plejarans. You know them as the Pleiadians. Uh, actually, I think you know them as the Playaren. I All right, hate this so shit. Get ready. <laughs> get your nerd alerts out. There's going to be a lot of them. I was, uh, you know, reading over the script that Marcus sent and looking over some information on the internet about Billy Meyer, and my brain has gotten smaller. There yeah. are holes I, in it. I am, like, fully confused, and I'm excited to start this episode so we can learn about the tale of Billy Meyer. Many people in the UFO community hate this man yes. because mm-hmm. they believe he's a disinfo agent. Absolutely. Correct? You could say the story of Billy Meyer is kind of like a Polish butterfly net. <laughs> what, what the hell does that look like? Big holes in it. Oh, I see. All right, let's start the story of Billy Meyer. So Edward Billy Meyer is a one-armed Swiss UFO collaborator who claims that Thank he- you for using the term collaborator, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he's a collaborator. He claims that he is the sole contactee of a race of aliens from the planet Era, era, era. <laughs> that race mm. is known as the Playarin, and okay. that is he does make sure that you must, you must say Playarin. It's not Plejarin. It's not Pleiadian. It's Playarin. But now there is a J in the name. Yes, yeah. but it's Swedish or Swiss, whatever he is. He's Swiss, and they, so they say Playarin. Yes. <laughs> so this guy is sort of the IKEA of UFO, um, you know, um, you know, uh, thinkers in that everything that he touches falls apart. Yeah, it took, yeah, yeah. And it took forty years to build. <laughs> yes, he has been the recipient of photographs, metal samples, and sound recordings of and from Playarin spaceships over the 
last 74 years, Billy has had 1,209 personal contacts and 1,241 telepathic contacts with Playaran extraterrestrials, mm. in addition to extraterrestrials from other planets in the Playaran Federation, including the Lyrans and the Vegans from Vega. Ah, uh, and the Vegans from Vega just won't shut up. It's just being like, we know you're from Vega. <laughs> just All sounds right? like the world's worst strip club. <laughs> Vegans from Vega. That's how you know. It's like, don't worry. You don't have to worry about finding out who's from Vega. They'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a vegan joke. That's it. That's it. The gin is dry and so is their pussy. <laughs> Yes. Is that a good strip? And all of the cakes are made out of dates. Isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah. And that name, Billy. Billy is not his real name. His real name is Edward. Uh, Billy is Spelled a in the weird Swiss way, Edward. Edward. Yeah. Hmm. Billy is a nickname uh, that was given to him when he was younger by an American who was almost certainly making fun of him uh, yeah. as young Billy was prone to dressing as an Old West cowboy most of the time. I'm like a loser. Billy the Kid. And there's oh. a problem also. He was really into Wild Bill. That's what he said. He viewed him as a sort of idol so literally his heroes were liars and thieves <laughs> and he Hitchcock. named himself after them uh, yes <laughs> and he was a very uh, it's a weird spotty past he believed that he was the only person chosen by the Playarans to speak to the, speak to the planet earth we're gonna go into all right. of this um, it's uh, maybe not real <laughs> you know and what? it breaks I, my heart I am standing I am sitting here right now in front of you nude <laughs> and I'm going to say true. that I want to build. I I am currently in belief of Billy. I believe all victims, and I believe Billy Meyer. He is not a victim. He's, um, the, he's a victim of the Polarians. He <laughs> may very well be victims of several old men in a field that all look like Santa Claus that all wanted to tell him how he was a special little boy. Right, giving him strange gifts. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his first contact with the Playaran came when he was just a five-year-old boy in the Swiss countryside when he was visited in the middle of the night by an old extraterrestrial Playaran humanoid named Svath. Svath. It's important to put all the all of the letters together in Swiss. How do you Svath. spell it? Can you, can we, S, S F, F as in father. <laughs> A is in automatic. T is in twank. And H is in height. I don't think twank is a word. Oh, you've never... You'll When you meet one, you'll know her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Svath eventually told Billy that he was the seventh incarnation of the prophet that connects Earth to the Playaran people, starting with a guy named Hanak around 11,000 years ago, continuing on through Jesus, a.k.a. Emmanuel, who we'll get to later, mm -hmm. and Mohammed before finally settling on a five-year-old Swedish boy. I, I, never tell a Swedish boy you're settling. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Just, just say, like, of course you'd want a Swedish boy. He's got an apple bottom. He's got <laughs> pudgy knees. Pudgy knees, big <laughs> eyes to see everything, and a tiny mouth that's not as easy to reveal secrets. I feel like you are going into a Stephen King level of, uh, you know, of uh, Oh, we'll of talk about this. I just finished rereading re Stephen King's It. There is a five-page, six-ten-year-old fucking orgy yeah. in that book where the girl describes the penis of each one of the boys, and then they comment her. Yeah, it's like Oliver Stone's JFK sex scene, but with children. But with children. <laughs> but so, Marcus, I do want to ask, what did this look like? When when Billy Meyer met with Svath, so Svath, what did it, what did that actually look like? Was that telepathic? I or? can describe it. So he was out by the lake with his father. He was five years old. He said he received a special feeling inside of himself Ugh. that said he needed to look towards the sky. This is he. This is his fucking Swedish okay. words. He looked up um, a craft darted across the sky, a traditional dish shaped form. Mm -hmm. 
from that day forth, he saw lights moving around in the sky. He was fascinated with the sky. So eventually, one night in the middle of the night, he is awoken by a sensation, which you hear a lot in alien abductee stories, where they say that they want to go outside for some reason. Mm. He goes outside. There is a glowing pear in the sky that comes around a a Like a fruit? Like a fruit, yes. <laughs> or like um, Dom DeLuise's body. Oh, I see. Love Dom. Chris Christie's body. Oh, my goodness. Don't like him. It landed. Um, an adult man with a full-grown beard comes out, names Foth, and says, let us sit and speak, and they speak to each other telepathically. He tells young, not Billy, Edward at the time, mm-hmm. that he's a special little boy that was created by the Plejarans in order to Plejans. advance their work. F- fuck, fuck that. <laughs> They're from Pleiades, too, so technically, that's the thing, that, what I don't like about the story is that he needs to be specifically specific so it sounds super real, right. but it's just like, we all know it's the Pleiadians. He, they say it's from the fucking Pleiadians. They call it the Seven Sisters. I heard it was the Pelagerian. No, it's not. <laughs> I just hate it when they do that and they say it's like, know. no, it's actually Pelagerian. It's like, because that makes it more real. Or when people say UFO instead of UFO, it drives me nuts. Right. They get caught up in semantics. Yeah, so not the s- truth. Yes, I hate that shit. And so Svoth told him when he was a special little boy that there were actually four other little boys that were created and that were supposed to serve this task. But oh. he was the one five-year-old that was chosen who said yes. Well, because happened? the other ones, two of them died in a car crash in one go. <laughs> That is true. And then one is just somewhere. Yeah, how did they lose track of the one? <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's the, okay. Thank you for that backstory. Yes. So that's how they met. They were, yeah. and, and, and his poor father was just like, I don't think I got a good kid. It's like, thank God. I, think, I, I am just glad that my son's got a brand new father. <laughs> so over the next 10 years, Spoth would communicate to Billy through electronically induced hypnosis. Mm. Uh, he would communicate what Billy called, quote-unquote, important data on many fields of knowledge, including humanities, history, creation, facts, etc., which he would need to learn and retain. And Spoth told Billy that due to this process, by the time Billy was seven, he had the intellect and emotional understanding of a 35-year-old man. (laughs) And as I read that, as a 35-year-old man, (laughs) Billy's an idiot. Yes. (laughs) He's an idiot at seven, and he's an idiot at 35. Also, it does seem like the reasoning of, like, why it was okay for Woody Allen to marry his daughter. Yeah, she had the mind of a 35-year-old. so mature. Also, he's been spending all his time alone in a giant pear-shaped glowing room (laughs) with a man looking like Santa Claus telling him special stuff about he's a special boy. He grew up fast. Wink, 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 wink. And a molest. Yes, it sounds, I want to say a molest. It sounds disturbing. But, but we were also going to, well, we left out a part of this in, in this little world of information. I mean, no, Mark, yes, I was about like, to say, please, Henry, fill in the fucking blanks on this one. So yeah. one thing I will say is that he wrote an 1,800-page series of, of, of documentation of all of these visitations called the Contact Reports that he wrote over a period of time. When he was, We're going to get into when, when, when he was reached out to by Wendell Scott, who was a real UFO researcher that got caught in fucking Billy Myers' fucking net right his polish butterfly man right um that he knew a priest named father zimmerman his he didn't oh. want to tell his parents he knew a priest lovely we he, know but he's oh, an innocent no, priest, man oh yeah uh, was absolutely he? of course priest, we know father priest. zimmerman wait he knew a priest named father zimmerman and he didn't want his parents to know about his interactions with the priest that seems with interesting. the priest and the other old man that he used to go meet in a field <laughs> 
And so he went to this priest and told him there is a man speaking to me in my brain named Sfoth who's telling me all this information about the earth and things that are going to happen in the future. And Father Zimmerman, is like, Father Zimmerman says, I understand what you're talking about. That's called telepathy. Don't tell oh anyone we're having these conversations. But, and this uh-huh. is true. He's like, but you have to understand that you're you're experiencing something very special. You're a little boy. Little boys. He's five years boys. old. Yeah, he's t- yeah he's Henry is currently touching me just to make the effect <laughs> really feel. You little boys, like you sometimes, it's like you can get physical telepathy because that just goes right up inside yeah, don't, your don't touch me. Oh, I'm my sorry, God. I'm sorry. He touches his elbows. Oh, you see, can you get a little Swedish boy's fucking eyes big, just dewy with wetness, staring yeah. at this priest? And he's like, yes. And so, But there's also a thing called spiritual telepathy, which is a, a deeper understanding. And that's what you're, you have to let this come. Let it come inside oh. you. And that's oh what he kept God. saying. And Father Zimmerman, like, kind of opened up to him, said it was okay, and explained to him that he was being prepped by aliens as well to help Billy understand himself within the storyline. You know, of the Plajaran. I gotta say this. There is something about molesters. They can find a way to get there. So smart. You know, the kid came with a problem with aliens. That could have that kid could have come in and been like, I think I'm having too many sugary snacks at lunch. It's just like, we and gotta they, start working out. You know, they can always pivot. You gotta come by my shack. I have all these kettlebells. Isn't that crazy? Um, he, uh, Father Zim, it's also kind of like when you go on a date with like somebody and you have to pretend to be interested in the fact that they felt like they were born to be a bluesman. And you have to go like, yes, yeah, Interesting. That oh, is very interesting. good. Yeah. But they're always wrong. They're always oh, named, yeah. Like, her name, his name's like Brett. Oh, he, will, yeah. he doesn't understand sadness. Yeah. <laughs> if you're out there on a date with, uh, if you're a gal on a date with Brett right now, just, you know, make sure he pays. <laughs> The other possible scenario was that Father Zimmerman and a fucking dude named Svoth, I'm pretty certain Father Zimmerman's first name is George. George? <laughs> fucking Swedish first name. Sounds like a curler. Um, and then I imagine what happened is that Father Zimmerman tells him that it's okay to talk to aliens, and then you have another old man who's just coming out of a field with a cart with a bunch of Christmas lights wrapped around it, mm-hmm. and it's fucking molest season. Mm-hmm. And then Father Zimmerman winks at him. He's like, tell him you're the alien. <laughs> I'm the alien? Yes, you're the alien. <laughs> Oof, I love the role play. Ooh, I am as hard as a Gibraltar rock right now. <laughs> so, Billy, because of all this type of stuff that's going on, all this telepathy, this uh, electronically induced hypnosis, he would eventually have the highest degree of spiritual evolution of any human being on Earth. And that is why Billy hmm. is the only person out of seven billion humans who is allowed to speak to the playaren who is allowed to speak to them who's mm-hmm. allowed to see them who's allowed to communicate with them telepathically they will only communicate with the most highly evolved being on this planet for no other reason i can figure out other than just a bunch of snobby dickheads well if so, you were <laughs> yeah hold on go, go they're just a bunch of snobby dickheads snobby dickheads i'm saying yeah the fucking playaren they're all just a bunch of snobby dickheads oh i'm only going to talk to the most highly spiritually evolved being but they they're so they molested they're, him to be that way they're talking to a dumpy sw- Whisman who shits cheese. I mean, yes. how this is not. I don't know how snobby they are. They could have yeah. chosen anybody. Well, they're not talking to me. Well, well mm-hmm. that's because you're on your medication. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They knew you would go on podcasts, and they can't have all the information spread too fast. But he said that too. Apparently, that's what they the the Plajarans actual. You're gonna correct me. You want to correct him? Correct him. Play R. Uh, okay. Correct the record. <laughs> oh, we're, we're just telling the truth here, Henry. You're getting it wrong, and Marcus is correcting the record. <laughs> it's like my, there's like veins moving into my eyeballs. Yeah, that's good. Um, so <laughs> they say that they said that having too many speaking for the Plajarans all at once. I cannot say it. 
Yo, you have to... It's fine. It's the last time. It's the la- I'm not going to do it anymore. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. disagree. That Polarian. You're it's Polarian. Dolce. <laughs> um, but they they said that having too many speakers all at once would it's too many cooks would spoil the broth. Uh, and they also said that they it takes. They time. use that analogy. Yes. They yeah. actually use that analogy. They literally have it in the writing. They say like uh, as a term that you humans use all the time. I've heard that sometimes too many cooks spoil a stew. <laughs> so, it's almost like it was written by a human being. No way. <laughs> now let's learn a little bit more about these Playaran peoples. They look much like us with minor anatomical differences. Differences that are never quite specified, or ones that I've never actually been. Henry, have you found out what those minor anatomical differences are? No, I think they just said that to him because it was all like something to cover the molesting. (laughs) I think they all look like Jennifer Love Hewitt. She does have an alien look about her. That's what I'm saying. Light on the bottom, heavy on the top. The the female version that he's talking to, um, her name is Asket. You're going to find that later on after Svoth dies somehow for some fucking reason. Now you're just giving away all the plot points. You're giving away the plot points. It's Polarians. (laughs) (laughs) You need to get this right, Henry. It's rare that I am the expert here. I'm taking over the mantle. I'm sorry. This is how how you win. No, because it's like when you go to Starbucks and uh, when they say large and they, do you mean venti? No, I mean a large. (laughs) I want the big one. <laughs> I literally ask, I just go in and I say the biggest one possible. Yeah. But at every restaurant I go to, I say, give me the biggest thing of whatever I want. And they're like, you are just so funny. Oh, so that Asket looks sort of like, uh, do you remember in Total Recall when yes. when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is having sex with Sharon Stone, but she turns out to be evil? And oh, then yeah. he chooses he chooses his, like, like the the woman, of his dream woman. The Mars woman, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it, and it's, what's her name? The woman who's kind of square-shaped. I know exactly who you're talking about. I don't know her name. What's her name? Not Benicia Del Toro. That's a man. That's a, no, but it's the female version of the Benicio man. Benicia Del Toro is the female of Benicio Del Toro? Her name is like... I don't think well, that's how it works. The one that goes two weeks. That one? The woman. You know what, Marcus? I want you to take control right now. She looks like the female you... version of the heart from the uh, from Captain Planet. Okay, oh. that works. Rachel Tocotin. How is anyone supposed to know that reference, Henry? Yeah, how's he supposed to know? I don't know. It's her only movie. I'm just saying, it's a very, she's a very uh, pan-ethnic looking woman. <laughs> it was the worst description I have ever heard in my life. Well, besides them having those minor anatomical differences, they also live for about a thousand years, have a population of about 120 billion spread across their federation, and are all Nordic looking. Well, apparently. Apparently there are two types, of, there are two universes that we exist in, the Tao universe and the Dahl universe, and both mm. of which are filled with human-like creatures. There are actually very few creatures that are not human-like, because we all come from the same base society from millions and millions of year, years ago, and mm. we're all seed races. So it's Dahl and Dahl? Dahl and Dahl. Dahl and Dahl? <laughs> yes. And what separates us from from each other? A fraction mm. of a second. A fraction friend. of a second. A fraction of a second. Uh. See, Era, the Playaran homeworld, is a fraction of a second shifted from our own dimension. See? Yeah. Huh. See? Yeah, it's a fraction. No, it's all making sense now. Do you get it? Like, yeah. they're just like See? a fraction of a second in the future, so therefore, they're in a different dimension. You see how that works? Butterfly effect. <laughs> yes. See? I, I, do believe, I do believe you misspoke, though. It's Pelagerian. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, so, Thank you. So even though they're from a different dimension, the Pleiarans and Earthlings descend from a common ancestor. Originally, there were 40,353,607 different human races in 343 different skin colors. Tope. 
less than taupe. <laughs> right. Onyx mocha. Mm. Uh, crusty underwear. Argyle. 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 Argyle is a pattern, though. Argyle. No, I was thinking argyle or, or arugula. Uh, pistachio. <laughs> Thank yes. you very much. It's called pistachio. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do, and the memories keep cycling, and I get emotional, and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy, and that is not sad. That is celebratory, so you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with Horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. 
and fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Oh, and just so you know, apes actually descended from human beings, See? not the other way around. Although Billy Meyer never really actually gets into how that actually happened. So then apes would be more advanced than us, theoretically, right? Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Do a lateral fra- fraction of a second. I don't know. I, <laughs> I believe this man. The problem with, with um, all of this is um, the, Billy never really goes into detail. I don't think it's because it's all horseshit. No way. It's difficult. No, I believe Billy. Well, well, he goes into high detail about the conversations that he has about, say, spirituality, okay. the universal teachings of spirit that they talk about. They say the teachings of the spirit. That's why they're here. They're here to tell us all about how we can d- become higher beings. See? I love it. I'm become just higher saying, beings see? and like neutralize the negative effects of like religion. You know? Totally. Like that's what they're there. Even though, you know, their main contacts in the last 2,000 years have been Jesus and Muhammad, they're still mm-hmm. like, nah, nah, nah. Organized religion is bad. There are ways that we can get towards the center of the universe right. of love together having fun with pl- Yarns. With Florians. Um, I'm wondering. It's now, clear as day. Clear no, as I day. Do, I actually kind of love it because he wants to take the violence out of religion, which is really the the major problem that all of us have with organized religion. It gets corrupted and uh, used by governments to kill one another. This is my question, ever, though. I have a question. <laughs> did he ever actually pivot and try to become sort of a cult leader type? Uh, or was he just, did he never have no, enough? No, you don't. Uh, you, this is the end of the story is that Michael Horn, his PR man that comes on later online, who does all his website design, he does they fly.com this is my question if the if the plajaran keep making profits that make horrible religions why do they keep doing that <laughs> i don't they're they're you know they you just got to go back and fix what you broke. <laughs> Do you think they, that's literally the definition of an insanity? Actually, they they can go back and fix. I mean, they can time travel, too. But. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> oh, so they're just Billy doing this Myers on purpose? Billy got pictures of pterodactyls. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, and so let's come back to young Billy Meyer and Spoth who went on many a magical adventure together. Henry, do you have any examples of the many magical adventures that young Billy and Spoth went on? Henry looks thoroughly exhausted already. It really does make me sad because I love UFOs. I believe in UFOs. I think there's a lot of stuff out there to support contact from aliens. I think that abductee stories are real. Billy Meyer takes away from it. But the thing is, I just think Billy Meyer spent 10 years Get molested in a Swedish shack. No. By a man dressed as Santa Claus. No, you don't remember that story where they went and met Gandhi? No. (laughs) They did. They went and they met Gandhi. Uh Uh-huh. What did Gandhi say to them? He said, oh, bring me a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we get those. The show is a little racist. No. Comments on iTunes. That's not racist. Ben Kingsley was a white man who played Gandhi in a film, and he won an Oscar for it. And Gandhi was hungry much of the time. Bring me. A sandwich, maybe a pizza. Thank you. Sounds a little bit again Jamaican. 
Everything always ends up in Jamaica. Um, But he saw Gandhi. Uh, He met the king of Egypt, who was very tall. Um, uh, He was molested about a thousand times. uh, And he uh, went and learned weather stripping. Mm-hmm. He met Saddam Hussein. He did Saddam Hussein, but they met each other when they were twenty-two years old. And Saddam Hussein said that oh, it was like um, he was a thug at the time, and he was a part of a bunch of roving gangs. He was kind of like in West Side Story, oh. and he was Danny Zuko. Ooh, cool! <laughs> I love a young Saddam. Yeah. That's Greece man. as well. That's Greece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, Spoth reached Billy at the end of his thousand odd years, and the old alien died in nineteen fifty-three. And Billy, now a teenager, then came under the care of a young humanoid woman from the doll system named Asket. Mm. Multi-ethnic Asket. <laughs> like the chick from Total Recall. What's her name again? <laughs> she looks like a, a, a woman Rachel that would... Tickerton. She's your... Rachel Tickerton. <laughs> Rachel Tickerton. I think it was like it's de la Hoya. It's like the female version of a, of a male Oscar name. Oscar de la Hoya? No, her name's like Sarah um, um, Aranya. No, it's totally Rachel Tickerton. It's just Rachel... T- we found the name. It's Maria de la Huente. <laughs> I'm staring at her right now. Her IMDb calls her one tough cookie who can hold her own. Next she to wrote the- that. <laughs> she did not. She's a great so, actress. Yeah, Ask It also just sort of looks like a woman that worked at a record store. She's like <laughs> okay. a little too cool. So yeah. now this is a real woman, though. We can. No. She, no, she's not real. <laughs> no, she in, is, in our sense of real. In our sense. In Billy Myers' sense, she is real. She is the uh, guide. She is his contact between the Pleiarans and uh, Billy himself. So it's a make em up. Well, so if he's on a date with her, there's no one sitting across from him. Yeah, we'd see her, but she just, you know. She's kind of she's kind of there in the way that your grandfather's always looking out for you. You know what <laughs> I mean? just don't even like, understand. Even though from heaven, he's looking out for no, you. No, she is a physical being. I can touch her. You could touch her. Okay, I could shake her hand and say, good to meet you. Here, I am Ben. Of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely could. These people do exist. Okay. However, they That's do not have any contact with any of us. Because we're not worthy, because we're not one of the most evolved human beings on the face of the planet. Exactly. I see. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it also, it's kind of weird that, you know, when he was a little kid, he had an old man hanging around with him all the time. But then once he hit puberty, all of a sudden, it's hot a chick. hot chick just fucking taking him around the universe. Yeah, you get the feeling the old man no longer had a use for him, <laughs> which is really sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was a fucking stiff mop. <laughs> So, Billy actually lived quite the interesting life as a young man, if his biography is to be believed. He went to prison for assault twice. See, this is the problem, is that he has a lot of these stories where he did go to prison two times, he joined the French Legion, and then abandoned it by walking through a desert, just Mm -hmm. left it in the middle of it. He said he couldn't find Mm -hmm. his place in life. He ended up in Turkey, where he was a hitman for the government known as the Phantom. Did you write that? No, oh, I don't. He said that the he said that the Turkish government hired him to hunt serial killers in Turkey, That's, and that, that he became known as the Phantom. And then everywhere he went, people knew him as a Phantom. And he's a series of headshots of him with an an Arabic like sort of like weird. I, I'm not gonna say it's not it's a it's scarf yeah. on his head, and it's him like just like posing in front yeah. of various places in front of the king's guards. This is where he also believes that Ascot is taking him to visit several different leaders of every country in the world where they've already been briefed that mm. he's the new messiah, and they met each other and they took pictures, but those pictures got burned in a fire. Of course. You know where those pictures are, and that's true as well. Right. And then he uh, uh, went back in the past and took pictures of pterodactyls, so, and he has them. Yeah, so he deserted from the Legion. He 
went back to Switzerland and was institutionalized for two years. After his release, he, of course, did the whole assassin thing for a while mm. until he ended up in the Middle East and started work as a day laborer. And there is where he met a priest named Issa Rashid in 1963. Okay, so we have these then. Now, is there documentation of him getting arrested twice? Is that real? I mean, it, there's no documentation. This would be documented, correct? There is... There is no proof that this man existed. <laughs> I don't, don't even know understand. if it's his real name. I don't know. that None of it's backed up. It's all just his life. I he, mean, he, it's all based on his stories. Right. This was also like a, 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 back in the day where I guess they just the records were loose and you could kind of just roll in and out of places yeah. and just kind of show up and give a fake name and he's calling himself Billy. I'm just Billy looking to solidify he, one fact of this person's life. You I, can't. I mean, I, we could maybe start with the Talmud of Jemanuel. That's even no, because that kind of... Burnt in a fire. All right. Well, let's hear about that. <laughs> yeah, let's hear about it. Yeah, yeah. So Billy Meyer and his friend, a former priest named Issa Rashid, they discovered the Talmud of Jemanuel. Jemanuel. Spelled J-M-M-A-N-U-E-L. The Polygerans were very insistent that Jemanuel be spelled exactly that way. J-M-M-A-N-U-E-L. And they were so insistent that Billy always makes a point to say that the Pliarans were insistent that he spell it that way. Why don't they like vowels? Jemanuel. They cost money. <laughs> oh, I see. They, they're going with the Wheel of Fortune method? Yes. Okay. It's kind of like me, Tomas, Jemanuel. I see. <laughs> Man. All right. So, yeah, so it's, is it Emmanuel or Jemanuel? It's Emmanuel. Jemanuel? Jemanuel. It is exactly. Emmanuel because the point, it's the Hebrew spelling. It's like when you learned, I believe it's in, is it Temple of Doom? When he's going through the no, it's no, all no, that's uh, at Last Crusade. Last Crusade, yeah. uh, Indiana Jones, Last mm-hmm. Crusade. When he's going through and he's just like, "You about before Emmanuel?" I believe he said that, and he was just like, "He's on the E, he's on the E." He's like, "It's spelled with a J," and then it goes in, down to the knee, and that's how yes. I learned that fact. And yeah. I do want to say, uh, Henry <laughs> said that to us before the podcast, and mo- both Marcus and I were like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> I am lost. <laughs> no, it makes sense now. I get it the second time around. Yeah. So anyway, while on an afternoon stroll in Jerusalem, Billy and Issa discovered a small hole in the ground that had somehow been overlooked for 2,000 years. After getting a funny feeling about it. He always gets a funny feeling. He gets a lot of funny feelings. He started digging into the hole a little further and discovered an abandoned tomb. And contained within, hidden under a large flat rock, was a package containing four separate scrolls covered with Aramaic writings. These scrolls would come to be known as the Talmud of Emmanuel. These were a a secret chapter of the Bible. I'm going to rebrand them the dickweed papers. Yeah. Yeah, so these scrolls were actually written by Judas Iscariot on behalf of Emmanuel, a.k.a. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christo. Truth is, it was not Judas Iscariot who was the betrayer of Jesus. Yeah, you idiot. You were wrong the whole time. You fucking moron. In fact, the two were like best buddies. Yeah, you fucking dummy. I'm going to say we are all falling into roast mode right now. Best buddies. They loved each other. Actually, it wasn't Judas Iscariot who betrayed Jesus. Uh. It was Judah Iscariot. 
Harry. Yeah, you fucking moron. Get your shit straight. You shouldn't be allowed to have kids. You've been wrong for so long. And Ted Bundy wasn't the killer. It was a guy named Ted Glumby. It's Glumby. <laughs> everyone knows Glumby did it. Did it. Tell the jury they're wrong. Tell the jury they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, all the, it is quite the coincidence, coincidence that Jesus was you know, betrayed by a man who had almost the same name as his best friend. It I really feel bad is, for Judas now. Uh, absolutely. It is a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> like crazy. And that was Judas's last words were, Glumby did it! Glumby! <laughs> <laughs> but what the Talmud of Emmanuel proves, if it is in fact real and you take the Bible as truth as well, is that Bible stories were a hell of a lot more alien-based than the church has led us to believe. That would be so fucking cool if that was true. That well, this so actually, cool. I mean, this is this is fairly common in, uh, a, uh, in uh, alien lore, right? I got a whole book about it. It's called Extraterrestrials in the Bible. It's boring. Right. Yeah, it's boring as shit. But, well, that means it's real. Yes, exactly. That's either you make it specific <laughs> yeah. and boring. Yeah, and this is the Talmud of Emmanuel's version of the baptism of Jesus by St. John the Baptist in the River Jordan. Who had antennas. <laughs> Chapter 3. When Jumanuel had been baptized, he soon came out of the water of the Jordan, and behold, a metallic light dropped from the sky and descended deeply over the Jordan. Consequently, they fell on their faces and pressed them into the sand, while a voice from the metallic light spoke, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. He will be the king of truth who will lift the human race to knowledge. Behold, after these words, Jumanuel entered into the metallic light, which climbed into the sky, surrounded by fire and smoke, and passed over the lifeless sea, as the singing of the metallic light soon faded away. After that, Jumanuel was no longer seen for 40 days and nights. You sound like an IBM computer I, eating a mayonnaise and tomato sandwich. That's the idea. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm just, that is a, that's a classic sound. So where did Jumanuel or Emmanuel? Let's go with Jumanuel. I like Jumanuel. Jumanuel. So where did Jumanuel go for those 40 days and 40 nights? Well, the Talmud says that Jumanuel, a.k.a. Jesus Christ, Christ mm. was actually cruising around the stars on a UFO learning the ways of the universe. Damn. Having Silver a bad fucking month. Yeah, so just like <laughs> sometimes it's nice to be Jesus. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta ride along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meyer, he doesn't just have the Talmud of Jemmanuel to back this up. Following his discovery, Askit, remember Askit, mm-hmm. the player and handler, took Billy back in time to meet and hang out with Jemmanuel for four days. And if you're wondering how Plyaran time travel works, Mm -hmm. Meyer states, in short, If that yawns with a higher light speed than of those in normal space and the presence of the material universe in any given hyperspace is stored around a flying object, it is automatically flowing into the past while a crown and flow below our present speed of light results in a trip to the future. God, the Swiss sound like they're speaking in italics. (laughs) It's just, it's frustrating. And that is total nonsense. No, that's just bare bones. That's, you know, bare yeah. bones. that's bare bones. It sounds like nonsense to me or you, uh-huh. but Billy actually he doesn't know know how it works. See, it's not like, about you can't hand the details to the guy who's the front man. Yeah, fucking David Lee Roth doesn't know how the speakers work. He's just there to rock. <laughs> that's yeah. right and jump. Yeah, because <laughs> because if Billy did know 
how it worked. Work. He'd be all way down with fucking horseshit all day long. No, dude, he'd get kidnapped. He'd get kidnapped and forced to use his time travel knowledge for evil rather oh, than good. Rather than good. Yeah. So ignorance what, is, is saving him in oh, this situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, you do, I mean, it's a plausible deniability, Ben. You know all about of, that. Of course. Yeah, Always be like, president. what? With who? With what? Where? I yeah. always say that. If someone's about to tell me important information, I say, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Plausible deniability. Tell it to Henry. So. I love secrets. Uh, he, <laughs> what he said, too, is that he wasn't really responsible. He was very responsible about time travel yeah. because he said that he'll, he'll talk about going to the past where he hung out with dinosaurs, and, but he won't talk about the future because he doesn't want people to know about how there's a difference between prophecy and prediction. Is it because he didn't read a book about the future because we don't know what it's going to look like yet so he won't be accurate? No way! Is it possible? <laughs> but he said there's a difference between prediction and, and prophecy. Prophecy is this idea that he doesn't want to tell people what could be happening in the future because prophecy is still in a flux state. Is that mm. possibly we can change what's going on, uh-huh. if, especially if it's really bad, like World War Three or Super 8s. We're right. talking about Super 8s. Uh-huh. Um, and then he does say, though, predictions are solid and are going to happen, uh-huh. and there's no point in telling people what's going to definitely going to happen, because uh-huh. then you're just going to make people all sad. So, after the meeting with Jemanuel, Billy left the Middle East and spent a year in India where he took his first photographs of Pliaran spaceships, or as they call them, beam ships. As he calls them beam ships, and you know why? Why? Billy, Billy Edward, Edward Albert <laughs> Meyer. <laughs> Billy Edward Albert Meyer. Is it Albert? I all I know is it is, Angus. I just saw A. Yeah. Billy, so, just, Billy Edward Albert Meyer. He named the spaceships after, after himself. himself. Yeah. <laughs> Billy, just, I, I want to believe you, Billy. Just, just give me one reason to beam. They called me Beam. It's because they're Beam ships, and they would not be called the Beam ships if it wasn't for me to find. <laughs> okay. So they're Beam ships, yeah. which actually kind of works. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a good acronym. It does kind of work. I, yeah. I mean, Henry, what did he do in India? Did he do anything besides just take some fuzzy pictures there? He showed up at an ashram in India when he told them, they called him the Spaceman. <laughs> he come in and he said that he was talking to aliens. And by the way, they call him the Spaceman. He's a Swedish dude dressed as a cowboy. Yes. So <laughs> well, actually, that, that, that is what you want. He, does, he is dressed like an alien trying to fit in. You will literally find five of those guys in a hostel in Midtown, New York. Oh, totally. They're like, I mean, if you were an alien and you're, and you're coming to Earth, you choose an accent, you choose a look, and you choose an outfit. I mean, he just it was like, we're going with a Swiss accent. We're going to be a man. He's going to be straight. He's going to dress like a cowboy. He literally just threw darts at a There's wheel. There's no way they're not going to think he's a humanoid. <laughs> but he went. He went to the ashram, and he that was where he started taking pictures of UFOs. Right. And what, that I is see. the one thing that Billy Meyer is incredibly famous for. If you have gotten this far and know anything about Billy Meyer, he's famous for his actual footage of be, these beam ships. Mm-hmm. And so he started in India, right. and they are all very fuzzy, and it, it is. Uh, 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 very spicy. <laughs> it is spicy, but I did watch some of those videos. Now, um, when it comes to uh, you know alien uh, f- uh, you know footage, there isn't much good stuff out there. They're not horrible, right? They're completely I mean, fake. But now, how does he fake them? Uh, a guy named Phil Langdon did all of them again on his YouTube page. He just went literally. They're oh, miniatures. I- it's one. It is a piece of oh. spruce that is put far away from the camera, and then another tiny little airplane thing. He put it on like a wire, so it was a hard pendulum type thing, and he kind of did the, like he kind of spun it around a tiny little tree. He's like, uh, what's his name, Alec Baldwin in Beetlejuice. So this, the whole India thing, that as far as I can tell, when he took the pictures of him, is the last contact that Billy would have with the Pleiarans for eleven years. Do we know why the break happened? Seems what happened is that after, somewhere during this time period, he was on a bus leaving India, going 
To Cleveland? <laughs> I don't. I feel like that's exactly where you're going on a bus. And how he says is that he was like, it was a warm day. All I wanted to feel what it would be like if my hand was a cloud. And he stuck his hand. I'm bad at this I accent. No, it's a good accent. <laughs> he stuck his hand out of a bus, and apparently a drunk driver across from him on another bus who was driving that bus who was hammered, slammed in his bus, the, the bus flipped. And he Ugh. lost his arm in the accident. And then apparently he was wandering the desert for months. Without the hands. Without arm and stuff like that. He said he was delirious. And then he said this thing on this documentary I watched called, I believe it was called The Silent Revolution of Truth from UFO TV. Um, and he talked about how, he's like, in that time period, I learned that, that you, you cannot face your regrets and you're going to do actions that are going to be against your nature, but you're supposed to learn from them. Alluding that he did fucked up shit. Yeah, he did horrible things without a hand, which makes him more horrifying entirely. Because think about how good at fiddling you gotta be if you only got one hand. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should... Share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash last pod. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it, and she loved it, and she wore it when we went on vacation. And Maron, did everybody come around being like, Where'd you get that piece, you beautiful woman? And I was like, stop talking to my wife. She's spoken for. You can see it with the Blue Nile. Bling, she's got on her. Right now, get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com 
BlueNile.com. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. So he's through the desert. He we have 11 years who's just doing criminal activity to get by. It seems yeah. like he was just scamming around, but I think that's what he did for forever. I think that he was a low-level criminal for a long time. I think we're looking at, he's oh, sort sure. of like the UFO version of Charles Manson. Yeah. Where he's a guy who lived on a lie. He married a woman named Calliope that he met. Uh, and these. Oh, he said because every alien in the world that he was talking to said that he was going to meet this woman named Calliope. They were going to get married and they were going to have they were going to give birth to the next generation of pro, uh, uh, mm-hmm. philosophers or some bullshit, and this was going to be a love that lasted a lifetime. They got divorced 10 years later because he was beating her. He's not a good person. No, no, no. no. Well, Billy no, Myers. I'm Billy Myers isn't a good person. I was on his side, no, and Billy, I'm against him. No, no, Billy Myers is a real big piece of shit. We're going to get more into that. Let's get into it. So nine years later, uh, in 1975, nine years after he uh, married Calliope, the Pilyarans came back into Billy's life for good. No, it seems like they came came back into his life just because like it was he found a way to make money off of mm-hmm. yeah that and also it kind of coincided with his divorce just a little bit weird yeah he huh. had to, suddenly had a lot more time on his hand this dude's a schizo <laughs> right so on january 28th 1975 billy was visited by an extraterrestrial named sim jossi sim sim <laughs> Pajorian. 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 Sim Jasse, who was the granddaughter of Billy's first handler, Spath. And yeah, along- he was quite a handler. Yeah. Oh, right. Leave it alone. And along with Sim Jasse came Pata, Playa, and Quetzal, who claimed that he was also the famed Quetzalcoatl of Aztec lore. And a one named Sherlockwa, who said that he was of the famed Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, from interesting. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, and over the years, Billy would meet many an alien whose names would increasingly get more and more bizarre as time went on, I as if he was running out of stuff to tell people and couldn't come up with anything better. I love these It sounds like of- he was just rhyming the food that he was eating. Quetzal yeah. sounds like pretzel. Pretzel, yeah, he's looking I mean, at whatever food's around. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. going to be Omato. Uh, in addition to all of those, there was Andron, Zeltan, the spirit guides Melchora, Orlana, and Jasoan. There was Fetanica, Nefratisa, Cladina A. Karin, Zerula, Zeruel, Zeruala, Zawadon, and Zafentak Penech. They, they all sound like prescription drugs. They do. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Wow. And then, yeah, those were throughout the years. And they really did. As they went on and on and on, they got weirder and weirder and weirder because he was, of course, running out of shit to talk about. It's got to be a very stressful morning. He wakes up. He's like, I got to come up with a new fake name <laughs> every damn day. Well, you can also just, again, like a cult leader, he has to continue the storyline or else he's not going to be able to sell more stuff. He's going to be able to keep people right. in his circle. So in 1975, that's when this man named Wendell Stevens showed up and said, I'm going to bust open this case. And it was he originally, the Billy Meyer story was really small. He just showed up and he said that, I yes, I've been taking pictures of UFOs. I have mm-hmm. all this document, all this documentation. And they talked to me. And eventually it grew to include the Tao and the Dahl universe and the many different levels of existence and his philosophical writings that we're going to hear about now. Yep, the uh, contact reports, as right. they're called. He, these are supposedly transcribed conversations uh, that Billy Meyer has with various alien races. To date, there are 26 published volumes of contact reports, though they are only officially published in German under the name Pliadisch Pleiarisch Kontaktberichte. Is that real? It sounds yeah. horrifying. Did you get a good pronunciation on that? Yeah. yeah. Pleiadisch Pleiarisch Kontaktberichte. That's how you, I, I took German for a couple of years. I don't know what that means because I forgot all of it. I think it means it's, it's Pleiarin or is it Pleiarin? <laughs> Contact a Bible stickle stickle stitch. Okay. And these dis- discussions, which are reportedly highly detailed, deal with such subjects as spirituality, the afterlife, the dangers of mainstream religions, human history, overpopulation, and of course, prophecies. And it- he still uses mainstream religion as the as the uh, catalyst for most of his uh, you know theologic thought, right? So, well, it's more of like the broad based Christian shit of like everyone needs to understand everybody and you treat people how you treat yourself, and it's and it's more about weird philosophical things. It's but it's all vague. It, none of it's specific, it is, except for later on when he had direct transmissions. You're going to see on the on the website theyfly.com. He came out and said stuff about like marriage advice dieting advice, all sorts of fun little tidbits are there, and also right. how to take care of your pet. Um, what I mean, but in, in theory, he wanted to be a, a deity, right? Not, I mean, he wanted to be seen as a god, but no, he just wasn't ever special opposite, enough to be killed. The opposite, Kissel, is that he didn't want to ever be that important. Yes, he wanted to sell books. Are you sure? Yes, he's the only person allowed to speak to these aliens, but he didn't want that. I don't know. He wanted none of this. It was forced upon him. Oh, I sometimes, see. Sometimes, Ben, greatness is forced upon a man. And well, Billy is, Meyer is that man. Well, then go to the police. It's <laughs> <laughs> not right. So Billy's most enduring prophecy involves his repeated and shifting prediction of the coming of World War III. So far, the date has come and gone at least five times, with the last happening five years ago when Billy said that four world leaders would die within seven days oh. of each other, kicking off World War III two years after that. And, of course, that's just one of the dozens of prophecies <laughs> Billy and the Playarans have foretold. Henry, what are some of the other weird prophecies? Uh, well, they said apparently they they, uh, they predicted the Russians were going to attack Afghanistan. They were going to Afghanistan. They, they predicted that. They predicted, oh, the, of course, the World Trade Center. Oh, yeah, um, they all predicted. Everyone saw that one coming. They also apparently. said that we were going to be uh, in two wars based out of Iraq under a president that was a son of a former president, so that was accurate. accurate. But what was weird is, is a lot of times with these predictions, is that the Blajarans specifically tell Billy that he cannot release his predictions until after, after. it happens. Oh, I so, see. So yeah. what you just told me, which I was actually kind of impressed by, is total dog shit. No. Because he just, said no, it in hindsight. 
protocol. They are a predictor. No, but did you because really, Wendell did Stevens, you the about- UFO researcher that was involved in all this, said that he was accidentally released some information that he wasn't supposed to print out. So he's read beforehand some secret information that we're not supposed to know what specifically it was that he read, but he read yeah. it before it was supposed to be released. And so he said it's real. Mm-hmm. So the guy has a loose understanding of U.S. foreign policy. Yeah. And then he just sort of based it, but he didn't come up with these conclusions in the 70s before they actually happened. Plajarans. <laughs> yeah. Billy says that all of the prophecies are actually converging now, saying that the aliens told him that the Earth itself is actually a consciousness hologram that is in the process of evolving. Cool. Everything is myth, math, and metaphor following patterns of sacred geometry. Well, he still doesn't have a hand. Yeah, yeah, get a new hand and then let's talk. Once you grow, if he grows a new arm, he's right. Sure. So besides just transcribed conversations, Billy also has what he claims to be hard evidence of his contacts with the Pliarin. He has some very interesting metal, for one, which scientists who examined it have called it, quote-unquote, odd. <laughs> but this is the problem though is that he also says that they don't trust scientists because they'll say anything to fulfill their egos. Yeah. Of, of oh, their they have the egos. Pushes. Yes. The and egos they, of the scientists who are constantly proven wrong every single day of their lives and cannot, they constantly search for the truth. Can't trust a scientist. Can't you trust, can't trust a scientist. Never a straight answer. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing about Billy Meyer. He's got the medal. It is quote unquote odd, but the thing that he's best known for. But he won't produce it all the time. Well, it's sitting somewhere. I am, sometimes I'm, he'll bring it out, sometimes he won't. It all depends on what kind of mood he's in. He also I'm, has an apple in a jar that he says from an alien. it's from an alien greenhouse, but he says it's different than the other kind of apple. They're just creating apples? And he said it's from an alien greenhouse. I would yeah. believe it if I bit into it and it was a watermelon. <laughs> that's the only way I would believe it was an alien apple. And still, that's just H- GMOs. Sounds good, actually. A watermelon apple. Make it happen, scientists. He also has a piece of quartz that he said he found in the tomb of Jemmanuel that is supposed to be, that was given to Jesus. Because that's a part of the alternative storyline of Jesus Christ, is that he never died on the cross. He actually was put to sleep by aliens into a coma. Then he was put into a tomb where he was taken by Indian healers, where he went to India to train everybody how to to listen to the Buddha. If you're Jesus, that's just so much more difficult than being hung on the cross. You seem like you doubt everything. I know. I, do, I do think the the scientist looked at the looked at the metal and then looked at, at Billy Meyer and then they said odd. <laughs> they were talking about Billy Meyer, not the metal. I think it's just metal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it is just kind of weird. I mean, I'm sure like a metallurgist gave it like just kind of mixed a bunch of shit together and yeah. said, "Here you go, go have fun." So the thing is that Billy is best known for besides the metal is his photographs. Please, if you have if you have the ability right now, please just. Open your browser and Google Billy Meyer photographs and see these things for yourself. <laughs> Billy, Henry, could you describe, please describe the Billy Meyer photographs. If Lenny from A Vice of Men was trying to tell the story of Scientology. <laughs> well, Lenny had a certain intelligence in his own right. Yes, and it was like, one of their things, so he has this thing, there's a famous one is the wedding cake UFO, which is this UFO has got a bunch of balls on the side of it, and he took a bunch of pictures, he said it landed in his front yard. It's obviously <laughs> held it in front of his camera, and he took a picture in front of his house. The wedding cake UFO, they say, is far too precisely made for any human to ever put these balls in such alignment on the sides of this UFO. You know what you use? 
a ruler. <laughs> it's literally a ruler. Well, Ed, well, you know, just let's think about your choice of words there for a second, Henry. Held a model out in front of him. The authenticity of these photographs have been challenged, mm-hmm. but some say that even the possibility of them being faked can't even be entertained, as there's no way that these photos, even if they are faked, could be faked by a man with one arm. Put it on the table! <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm just gonna, you know, tie it to a squirrel. You know, figure it out. Any, anything else. We built the pyramids, maybe. And if we did, without the help of aliens... Yeah. That was really difficult. <laughs> I mean, I'm just sad, though. This guy could have been one of those really fun creative directors. What was the the director that Johnny Depp played in that film? The uh, worst oh, Ed Wood. Ed, Ed Wood. Wood. He seems like an Ed Wood type. Yeah. He, he actually, could have been a really... If he was born in Los Angeles or in America, I think he would have gone to Hollywood. He probably would have. I mean, these are pretty kick-ass models. They are great. They I are really cool. And I like the simplicity of the UFOs. I think they're really cool. And I, But my problem, again, with all of this proof being fake, obviously fake, they Phil Langdon, you're looking his YouTube page, he redid all the pictures. He just did it. He was like, this is how you do it. And he did it with his arm tied around his back to show that a band could do it with one arm. He was pissed off. Well, I think that's cultural appropriation. Yes. And that's, that's Thank not you for being sensitive. Yes. Um, but the problem is that it does take away from the whole argument of, for UFOs altogether, and I, I don't think it's necessarily disinformation, but this guy is a great tool for the government if they are trying to dispel any mm. sort of rumors about alien life or secret ships that look like this. No, but I think they've it's been good. To, but I think it's also good to have examples of fraud in order to prove when when it is actually something real. But it just makes Stanton Friedman scream at a higher pitch, and that <laughs> makes everything look more ludicrous. Stanton Friedman needs to be upset once a day, or he's going to die. His pants are getting higher and higher. He's literally he's like his pants are quicksand, and he's a traveler in Africa. <laughs> yeah, and actually speaking of Stanton Friedman, him and Jacques Vallee, they believe in this guy one bit, no. and. They don't you, believe in him. Yeah, and if you ask me to side with anyone in the UFO community but Stan Friedman, I'm going to tell you to go straight to hell. Go straight to hell, Whoa. you fucking idiot. Yeah, because I'm on Stanton's side. I'm with Stanton. You're yeah. with her. I'm with Stanton. I'm with Stanton. Well, am I with her? Suspenders <laughs> for every egg-shaped <laughs> man. Why am I getting nailed at? I didn't even know I was about to get into a fight. <laughs> All right. conversations with UFOs either have to begin or end with screaming. Oh, I understand. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of criticism, Meyer does have quite a few detractors in the UFO community, specifically a man named Derek Bartholomew. Oh, Bartholomew? Because <laughs> now I really feel like I'm at family dinner. I, I actually do have flashbacks to my gay brothers and my evangelical parents screaming at each other about orientation, and I just want to eat a fucking terribly cooked steak. Yeah, Derek Bartholomew is a member of the Independent Investigations Group, and Bartholomew is particularly. It is so independent. It's like he's the only one. <laughs> Super independent. Yeah, Bartholomew is particularly critical of the organization that Billy founded way back in 1975, the uh, Studien. You just broke podcasts. <laughs> no, all of Sweden just shut it off. That's not Swedish. That's German. That was German. No, that was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. yeah uh, that's the free community of interests 
for fringe and spiritual scientists and ufology, mm. otherwise known as FIGU. I wish that this was the live stream so people could see my face. Yes, <laughs> the <laughs> disgust, <laughs> like the grimace, just like slowly <laughs> forward. You're getting like new wrinkles. Yeah. Oh of my the god. La- oh the yes. Live stream what? and this. I have, these last five years, I've aged. Uh, you know, <laughs> like like someone who is uh, you know uh, like a Sherpa. But this is. Th- I, I also under- I know that he. This man's obviously a nerd. But he's a good nerd, and he's trying her best. But how... Billy Meyer? No. Technically, Billy Meyer's the cool nerd half of this, because he gets to make all of this shit up. This is just the man... Who's the nerd that you're talking about? Bartholomew is just the man who is mad at another (laughs) nerd so much that he has to nerd out at him even deeper. Okay. (laughs) I understand. He bought... uh, Yeah, Bartholomew, he went. He learned how to make websites. He bought the domain BillyMeyerUFOCase.com. He put together all of the information. He got into email spats with uh, Billy Myers' PR guy, which we'll get to here in just a second. But his biggest criticism was of Figu. Here's how Figu works. And how do you spell that? F-I-G-U. Okay. Yeah, that's the Freya. We know what it is. Oh, yes. Okay. I got it. Membership is a two-step process. First, you need to be a passive member for at least two years. I had a passive member for two years. It was my first two years living in New York. No one looked at it. (laughs) Oh, I see what you're saying. This requires a $98 subscription to their quarterly newsletter, an annual membership fee of $39, a one-time application fee of $39, and a mandatory annual contribution of 7% of one month's salary. A passive member is also required to work three full days annually at the Figu Center in Switzerland. Which is his house. Which is his house. Yes. To remain a passive member in good standing, and if you're not able to work the full three days, you can pay $91 per day, per day, or you can pay $274 for all three, which means that you're paying $91 per day for all those three days, plus a $1 surcharge. I'm extremely confused. So it's 7% of your one-month paycheck. 7% of one-month salary. And with that, mm-hmm. you're able to go clean his toilets. Yes. Well, I mean, you're... D- well, you're probably you're actually, also you're like, cleaning his yarns. Actually, you're not. It's not that you can clean his toilets; is that you're forced to clean his toilets. This is like Fight Club for fucking dickheads. <laughs> yes, I mean, at least in Fight Club, you got to you got to scruff around and get drunk and do drugs. It's smelly Scientology. <laughs> yeah, you also have to attend at least one annual passive group general assembly at Figo in Switzerland, uh, which that all total uh, in order to be a passive member. $450 a year. But it seems like you're very active. How are you actively passive as a member? I don't get the term. Well, let me get into an active member. Active member is you have to literally suck Billy's dick. <laughs> well, that would be a little bit more active. Yeah, now, naturally, someone with an organization this large is going to How large is it? There's got to be, I don't know, I would guess a few hundred at okay. the very least. All right, you know, good for him. Rent money. Sure. But if you've got an organization like this, then you're going to need a PR guy. Mm-hmm. Billy's guy is a dude named Michael Horn. Now, Michael Horn is a uh, obvious piece of shit. He, com- he kind of gets involved in this whole thing by putting himself in there. He's right. uh, he's gr- intrigued by the Wendell Stevens investigations. He starts taking over the Billy Meyer entire, like like his empire and all the communications because Billy gets so frustrated when anybody challenges him. He doesn't like talking. To me. He doesn't understand why no one will just come to Switzerland and talk to him face to face. That's so- how he thinks the only way a proper man would criticize his work. So he sends yeah. Michael Horn out into the world to be his little, like, his, his little... Well, I, th- I think of him as sort of a campaign warrior. manager, like yeah. a David yeah. Axelrod or a, a Steve a, Bannon, something like that. He's a surrogate. 
But yeah, what yeah. he is doing is that he set up Figu in order for Billy to make money. And then what he also is trying to do, he comes on all of these weird little paranormal shows. I've watched five interviews with Michael Horn, and he keeps saying the same thing. He does not answer questions you do ask him. You'll ask him a question, and then he immediately jumps to this whole thing. He's like, everybody wants to talk about these photos like it's the only thing that matters. When it comes down to it, UFOs are only a small part of the story. The real story is Billy's philosophical teachings, which is why you need to join Figu, because you get all of his books with all all of that and you go to the you go to this Swiss compound mm-hmm. and you listen to him talk about his various philosophies and that's what he's up that is the that, what you're really trying to get in and if, but at this point UFOs are not even important yeah you know so it's close to giving Billy's a nerd alert right now no, but. but that's what it is that's literally how he is right he's pivoting it to like oh no 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 this UFO stuff yes like everybody's saying that all of this stuff is fake right but it's actually more about the man and just judging by your accent, is he uh, is he an is he an acidic uh, MTA worker? <laughs> <laughs> That's his spirit. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, Michael also claims to have won the Independent Investigation Group's fifty thousand dollar paranormal challenge. Oh, yeah. The challenge can be won by anyone who can prove in a controlled setting that they have extra normal abilities. That Ooh, is and of course, can you imagine ch- him having to sell his house? Oh my to God. Pay that fifty thousand dollars. I immediately thought of Mark Summers from Double Dare and then the great show Unwrapped hosting this entire event. No, the whole thing is hosted by Derek Bartholomew. Oh, yeah. get Mark Summers. Yeah, and Bartholomew said that at no time has Horn or Billy Meyer ever, ever even submitted even an application for the challenge, much less won it. But Bartholomew seems to be the least of the enemies that Billy has made in his life. Mm. This is what he has to say to and about his quote unquote enemy. My enemies are jealous of my contacts with the Pleiadians and feel they would have been a far superior contact person in comparison to me. These enemies do not consider that my contacts have not only entailed fame, for which they are lasting with all of their egos, but also serious problems, e.g., altogether 13 assassination attempts which have been led against me. I love it. You didn't go into Jamaican. You did go into Cartman, but that was a great accent. I'm trying my best <laughs> really with getting, new accents. You're doing great. Um, but it's true, yeah, so he's he's saying there's pressure. Who would want this pressure? Yeah, and if you did you hear that correct? 13 assassination attempts. 13. 13, and that was in right. 1998. By 2011, Billy had 22 unsuccessful assassination attempts. Now, what do these assassination attempts look like? Were they guns? Was it, was it an archer in oh, a tree? people coughing near him. It's, yeah. He's like, every- trying to get me to Super Yates. <laughs> hmm. It's everything that you can possibly imagine. In the year that the Satan was made, two attempts occurred on consecutive days. The first attempt was by gun, in which an assassin took a shot at Billy's head with a twenty-two and missed. Only 28 and a half hours later, another assassin... Or possibly the same assassin mm-hmm. tried killing Billy with a throwing knife, but thankfully the knife was cheap and Billy was only hit by the handle. And well, that's what happens when you send Crocodile Dundee <laughs> to go and do a job. I also think he's the middle of the Scandinavian forest. 
There's hunters everywhere. <laughs> there are hunters everywhere. But again, these would be acts that would be, uh, you know, registered with the local police department. Is there any documentation that this stuff existed? No, nah, he just kind of lets it slide. It's so a bigger man than the government. Gun. It's so bigger than them. A man aims a gun at your face and he shoots a bullet. You don't call the police after that. Well, why would you call the police when it's the police that are in on it? Because when I don't it's think the, the governments poli- of the world that are in on it. The threats are coming from within and without. The threats are coming from the governments here on Earth that are actually wanting to keep all of the Pleiarin knowledge away right. from us because it will bring us up to a higher point of understanding and the governments of the world don't want that. They don't want to yeah. have us all together. Yeah. They want us to be on our Facebooks and our Twitters, our Twitters. and our Instagrammers. And our they things. want us to be drinking Coca-Cola. Oh, and yeah. Pets <laughs> and having <laughs> pop rocks for yeah. dinner. Yeah. Well, they want yeah. those to be yeah. poisoning us. They don't want us to have apples. I they don't want disagree. us to have apples at all. They don't want us to have the Billy Meyer apples. All they want is for us to be slaves and that is why people like Billy Meyer have assassination attempts because you're complicit Ben. And And that's why I smoke weed and that makes me free. All I can think about is the person at Billy Meyer, the passive member at Billy Meyer's house licking the dishes clean. That's the only thing I can think about. Do you think maybe like we could take some of the fund? I know I'm putting money in the fund. Could we get some sponges or? (laughs) Open your mouth. You see that? What do we call that? That's the sponge. Oh, my tongue? Yeah, your tongue is the sponge. <laughs> yeah, and they think he's not even get, he's not just getting the threats from Earth. He's also getting the threats from extraterrestrials as well. <laughs> Particularly the extraterrestrial rebel and criminal Arusayak, mm. aka Ashtar Sharon, who was killed in 1983 when he attacked Ashket's people in the Doll universe. Oh. Now, Billy doesn't tell the full story, but... Because believe, he didn't think of it yet. But believe you me, I bet that shit was intense. Uh, he's, he's got some ideas for it. <laughs> yeah, it's what are some of the ideas? For, I don't know. It's... <laughs> well, he seems like he has the sounds for it. You are my... Father, that's I straight. That's am your father. No, <laughs> <laughs> dark side compels you. Star Wars, Star Wars. What? That's Star Wars. But he's, you see, the thing is, he didn't want to. He wrote the script for Star Wars, oh, uh-huh. but he didn't want to con and say that he did it until after the movie. So he didn't want to be attached to a multi-billion-dollar industry. You, we all make mistakes. Yeah, I see. <laughs> so let's end. Here's the thing: Why would we want to shut down the message of the of the Plagiarians when it's it's Polarians. sweet and it's good Plagiarians. and it's good for, it's good for whole society <laughs> right it's like well, I mean like why would you want to shut down a man like Billy he can't possibly have a bunch of like really weird edgy or like a, a fucked up opinions that kind of get saddled in the middle of all no, of this no like way. like a conscious ascending fucking advice hey man may I please quote Megadeth of course. Peace sells, but nobody's buying. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Killing is my business, and business is good. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So let's end today's episode on one of Meyer's more controversial opinions. What do you mean? Namely his intense lifelong homophobia. Ooh. Oh, I knew he was an old writer. He's one of those guys who really likes the word degenerate. He claims in one of his prophecies that AIDS will become an epidemic that will eventually wipe out mankind should we leave it unchecked. And naturally, this is all the fault of, quote, degenerate homosexuals practicing sodomy with long-tailed monkeys. 
This one-handed motherfucker who believes in aliens and is a, t- is a total scam artist has the audacity to come against gay people? Yes, he does. He hates gay people. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Not even the Playarans, he says, have a cure for AIDS. And he also says that it is a distinctly earthbound virus, as it also seems like homosexuality is a distinctly earthbound phenomenon, which mm. would be weird. Because that would make us one out of 40,353,607 races that are into that. Like, we're the only ones that figured out gay stuff. Everyone is fucking every hole they can. Every <laughs> Everything that exists on in every dimension is fucking uh, whatever it is they want to fuck. That's what they do. Everybody yeah. does it. You feel what you got. You feel what you feel. Yeah, my, my mind is flipping to able against top hat mode, and I want to get political <laughs> with it. But this is really upsetting, and Billy Meyer is a scam artist and a yes. liar. Yeah, yes. he's a dickhead. Billy Meyer's awful. Team Friedman. But Billy <laughs> says it's only going to get worse from here if we don't seize our degenerate ways. This is him explaining how to steer clear of this deadly disease. Mm. With hand gratings, the hands should be promptly cleaned, and gratings with the kiss and the like should be completely omitted, as well as physical contacts of all kinds. Up to the unlawful bad habit of the Earth's people in maintaining frequent sexual relations with other people there, without it concerning their actual own partners. A bad habit that is as contrary to nature as sodomy, which in the first form as likewise produces its consequences is through Caribbean herpes, which is a mutated and degenerated form of the globally spread genital herpes. Also, Caribbean herpes, or the American named herpes, is a degenerative disease of incurable form and has already has been explained, but in the coming time, it will continue to degenerate and become as deadly as the AIDS epidemic if the Earth doesn't person doesn't immediately order a stop to his sexual degeneracy. Magic Johnson alone beat AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> and he was sweating all over a bunch of people while he had AIDS, and they did not get AIDS. This man, he doesn't understand his science. He also is a sexless individual, and he does not believe he he believes in sex for procreation. Yeah, oh. and and he says that it it's pretty much comes down to. If we don't stop fucking each other like we're fucking each other, we're all going to get taken down by Caribbean herpes. I'll take and Texas just passed a law where they uh, they don't want to give same-sex uh, couples the same rights, the tax breaks, because they don't procreate, and the whole point of the tax break is for procreation. I'm Now I'm getting upset. I'm mad. we got to wrap this episode <laughs> These up These people are fucking soon. idiots. Oh, you know what I will say <laughs> again about Billy Meyer, right, is that it's actually it's a troubled UFO topic, not unlike Roswell, yeah. where it's like been debunked and attacked and all this stuff. It's like, I don't believe a word that Billy and Meyer says, but I no. do believe in contact with alien entities. I do believe that that is real. I believe yeah. it is a personal psychic experience. I do believe it has a physical phenomenon. I believe that the American government probably has found weird things in the desert that have crashed and possibly bodies, and they don't know what it is, and they don't know what to tell us what it is. And we did have that story uh, recently now with the with the sounds coming from space, right, Henry? And that is a very interesting and what is that story. A bit? I don't, no one really knows. It's apparently, it's, a, it's a, a radio, it seems like it's a radio frequency that comes from an area of the gal- of the galaxy right near us that has one of our the, the exoplanets. That mm. is a planet that's not unlike Earth. And it's the same thing when they said they possibly found the megastructure. It's a Russian military satellite. It is a Russian military that's what satellite. Saying? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Russians are aliens? <laughs> we gotta destroy the Russians right now. I'll also say very convenient. <laughs> if you want to get double, I'll deny totally. everything until I'm literally raving mad <laughs> in an insane assignment. I know. I feel like everyone's getting pretty upset at this point of but the show. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying remember the aliens are, 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 as far as I'm concerned, they're real. And UFOs are a phenomenon that we do not understand, and we should not 
stop attempting to understand them. Billy Myers, homophobia aside. Yeah. Well, and the again, the good thing about Billy Meyer, the con artist, is then we can take seriously the individuals who aren't. The we, problem you is need to have the lie before you can find the truth. It's bad for no, but it's bad for it to take legitimacy because then Billy Meyer pops up to the top. When oh, you right, go sure. look up UFOs, you have this. You've got a Santa Claus-looking man. Oh, he seems really nice. What did he say about what? Um, all right, is that it on Billy Meyer? That's it on Billy Meyer. That's all awesome. we got, man. I mean, that's all there is. That, I can get, I can put the link to the twenty-five YouTube videos of each an hour and a half long. The entire con- like his entire contact reports. It's long. It's very long. Yeah, and uh, did you watch all twenty-five of those? I just watched the first two. And how's the relationship? All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. What a, what a wonderful, informative episode it was all about this man, Billy Meyer. I had no idea. It was informative. It I mean, was informative. We definitely spoke for an hour and 20 minutes. I think it was one of our, one of the, another great episode of the last podcast on the left. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. I, I got drunk the other night um, and the night before, and I will tonight. For and, the uh, last uh, 30, 18 years, 30 years. Something yeah. Like that. yeah, pretty much every night. But I went through some of the uh, iTunes comments and there were some that were negative, but the vast majority were extremely positive. And everyone, except for the one that said, get rid of Ben. I thought that was kind of mean-spirited. But really, the message is... He is crying. Are, uh, yeah. He is openly crying. crying. No, I'm not crying um, about it. Uh, play, go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, but or yes, do nothing. I mean, been, I don't know what to tell you. But we have been doing so well on iTunes, and yeah. uh, it really is a credit to you guys, the listeners, and it really means a lot. I mean, being in the top five, which we were all week, yeah. I mean, we're really with some uh, people, with some programs that are extremely... Um, and positioned to be there by ex- by huge companies and huge corporations that are funded by massive, uh, you know, individuals like Rupert Murdoch and p- uh, people like that. The fact that we've been d- able to do this podcast alone, just us with the brain power and the comic abilities, <laughs> is really a, a it's, yeah. it's a testament to um, how unbelievable your research is, Marcus, and to how great you guys are as fans and, and gals are as fans. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. We thank you so much. We say really thank uh, thank you everybody. Like this is just the only reason why we got to this point was because all you guys out there uh, heard us thought we were cool and told your friends about it and that's it we never got any press we never got any kind of push like it's just because you guys think we're cool and we think you're yeah. cool so you keep too. listening and we're going to keep delivering the same yeah. level of, of a, a very technically devoted content technically every week devoted. Yeah. and we're going to yeah. be still going to be doing our live stream last stream on the left every Friday at 730 uh, we're still going to keep uh, coming out and doing live shows all over uh, this country all over the fucking world go to last podcast uh, or go to cavecomedyradio.com Slash uh, live to find mm-hmm. tickets for all of our upcoming shows, including uh, Seattle and Portland uh, in December and Washington, D.C. in October. Uh, we're going to keep doing all this shit. And the only reason why we were able to start doing it in the first place is because you gave to our Patreon page. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash last podcast on the left. If you want to give there, if you only give a dollar, if every one of you guys gave a dollar, it'd be fucking fantastic. It would be amazing. But you can give whatever you feel like we deserve. Please. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys everything for all and, your support. And thank you uh, for supporting all the shows. Uh, speaking of iTunes, Abelian's Top Hat is five spots away from being Glenn Beck. We were, we were so close this week and we will get him soon. So listen to Abelian's Top Hat for politics, roundtable of gentlemen for just drunken good times with your friends, page seven for all your entertainment needs, mm-hmm. sex and other human activities, if you want to hear Marcus talk about his dong, and no, uh, I mostly talk about my brain. Ugh. I thought that was your dong. That's worse. I'd rather you talk about your dong. <laughs> I know that's why that show is. Uh, it makes me feel bad. Um, but I I love the show, and of course the Lucky Bone show yeah. for all your. 
your music needs. Mixcloud.com slash Marcus Parks. And find us, find us on Twitter. I'm at Henry Loves You, at uh, Marcus Parks, at Ben Kissel. Yep, Ben Kissel. Uh, and uh, also on Instagram, I'm at Dr. Fantasty, at Marcus Parks, at Ben Kissel One. You're just one. And yeah. you can find us on both for Last Podcast on the Left at LP on the Left. Uh, check us out. Hail Satan, you fuckers. Hail yourselves. Uh, yeah, go out there and teach people about aliens. Grab them on the street. Tell them everything that you know. And don't let them leave your home until they sign an affidavit agreeing with what you said. He did just tell you to commit three felonies. So don't do that. <laughs> do what you have to do. Do what you have to do. Hail Gene, everyone. And may goose Kill me. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O dot C-O.